Praise God. What a great time of worship we've had this morning. You know, everything that uh, Pastor Ryan was talking about is all summed up in the blood covenant. When you really realize the word covenant, what the covenant is, it really can be summed up simply in a statement that says all that he is and all that he has has been given to us. And you take hold of that statement just for a moment and really unpack that. And that's a deep, deep, deep thing. If I can get this open, that'd be great. And uh, when you think of everything that he has given to us, it's amazing. How could we not praise him? How could we not worship him? How could we not spend time in his presence and knowing him? The problem that we have is really right here. It's our thinking. It's how we perceive things. Of course, there's an enemy out there that tries to bring us into natural reasoning, natural understanding. But we need to take a step deeper, and we need to be able to take a look at what the Word is telling us and take hold of that and then have a renewed mindset. And really, the pathway of the Christian is continually renewing the mind to the Word of God uh, to become more kingdom-minded continually. Praise God. Uh, do you have notes today? It should be in your bulletin. You should have got a page, an insert in there that had that, and you're going to kind of need that. Uh, there's a lot of words in there that we're going to cover, but uh, there's a lot of Hebrew words that I have in there that are written. I probably won't refer to them. I'll just refer to the meaning of the word. There's really one word that I want you to see today and really let it impact your life. The name of the teaching that we're going to be doing is called... Are you keeping the word? Now, right away you hear that and you say, well, of course, Pastor Dan, I'm keeping the word. We as believers are keeping the word. I think you're going to get a little different understanding of what this word keep is actually talking about. Generally, we regard the word of God as God's knowledge and wisdom given to man. Some think of it only as a list of do's and don'ts. While both are included, it is very important to understand that every word carries great power, value, life, and impact within itself. We're going to take a close look at the Hebrew word shamar that is used 469 times in the Old Testament, and we're going to see how it reveals to a deep understanding pertaining to God's word. We're going to find out what it really means to keep the word. Let's take a look at Proverbs 4.20 through 23. Very popular set of scriptures that most of you know, familiar with. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. I love that where it says, incline your ear to my sayings. If you look at it in the Hebrew language, it's actually talking about, I don't know if I'm going to date myself, but when you go back, you used to have a, remember the commercial about E.F. Hutton? You know, everybody would be in a restaurant and everybody's talking and it's loud and all of a sudden one guy says, you know, my broker E.F. Hutton says, and all of a sudden everybody got quiet and everybody kind of leans in for stock advice, you know, what, what did E.F. Hutton say? Well, that's kind of what it means to incline your ear to his saying. You're going to stop and all of a sudden you're going to press in to what God is saying. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life, for they are life, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issue of life. Where it says there, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That word keep there is the word shamar. And this word literally means this. It means to guard, to protect, to hedge about with thorns, to attend to, to mark, to remember, to regard, to keep, to retain and treasure up in memory. That is powerful. To retain the word within you 
and to treasure it up in your memory. I found that when I talk to people about memorizing uh, certain verses out of the Word, I'm met with great, it's almost like they want to put a cross up, you know, like, whoa, get back, you know. And we don't want, I've heard so many people's excuses, I can't memorize, I can't do that, I have a bad memory, blah, blah, blah. And, but what I found is that all of a sudden a song will come on, and all of a sudden they know all the words to the song. And so they didn't have any trouble memorizing the, that song. But when it comes to the Word of God, for some reason they feel that it's something that they cannot do. When it's life to those who find them and health to all of their to all of their flesh. So this word means to retain, to treasure up, to see the word as precious and to, and to hold it and bring it within yourself. Uh, it's the recognition of something that is precious and of great value. That is the word shamar. And then where it says, uh, keep your heart with all diligence, it, for out of it spring the issues of life. This word diligence is a word that means to guard and protect But it also speaks of a deposit, a valued deposit, that you are guarding and protecting a valued, wealthy, precious deposit. This is how we need to take a look at the Word of God. You know, I really believe as Christians that we're around the Word of God all the time. And so it's all based around the Word of God. How many Bibles do you have in your house? I mean, we, it's all around the Word of God. However, I think that we've been around the Word of God so much that we have lost some of the brilliance of it, the value of it, and we, we want to take a fresh look at the Word today. I like when it says, do not let them depart from your eyes. That sounds kind of radical, doesn't it? That's like keeping it there all the time. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Did you notice in the word it didn't say that you will have success? It said you will have good success. Isn't success good? Success is a good thing, but it puts that qualifier on it saying you're going to have the highest and the best of success if you will will take hold of, of the word of God. If the word of God is in first place, then you will experience amazing results within your life. This word meditate means this. It means to ponder, to mutter, to recite, to study, and I like this one, to imagine. It means to see yourself this way. Do you see yourself in light of the Word of God? When you think of the Word of God, do you see yourself that way? Uh, You know, God gave us an imagination. He gave us the ability to see pictures. And so this is something, especially when you take a look at the Word of God that says, by his stripes you are healed. I'll tell you, if you need healing, you know what you need to do? Start seeing yourself healed. You need to start seeing yourself doing what you'd like to do. I remember years ago, I had, a, had back problems, and I was really, I laid up in bed for about a week, and I mean, I was bent, and I was hurting, and uh, kind of feeling sorry for myself, and I was talking to God. You ever, you ever feel sorry for yourself and then, and then include God in the pity party? You ever tried to do that? And so I was, this, and I was hiking, I'd hiked 10 15 miles way back in the mountains, back where there's no phone service, you know, so if you got in trouble back there, you're going to be on the six o'clock news being helicoptered out, you know, and so I was sitting there and I'm going, well, I guess I can't go hiking anymore, Uh, you know, I don't want to be helicoptered out, I don't want to be on the news, and I guess I bet it's just wisdom not to hike anymore, and man, God just said, do you want to hike? And I said, well, yeah, he said, then get up and go hiking, he says, I taught you better than this. He says, you don't, let, you don't let these things push you around, you push them. And so I got out of bed slowly, and I put all my hiking clothes on, and Keiko came into the bedroom, and I'm grabbing hold of my pack, and she's like, what are you doing? And, <laughs> and I said, well, God said, if I wanted to hike, I'm going to, so I says, I'm going to go get healed. I'm going to go hike, and I'm going to speak the word all the way up the mountain. And sure enough, I came back healed. And so... And the whole time I was doing that, I was speaking the word of God, all the way up the mountain, all the way back, and then I just demanded healing, and boom, I got healed. 
So, yes, so, yeah, I would say yes, include God in your pity party because he'll straighten you out. Where <laughs> is God? <laughs> Let's take a look at um, Proverbs 4.22. For they, the words of God, are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. These words carry great power to bring about great change. This word life in the Hebrew language is the word chai, and it actually means this. It means life, but it means more than just our understanding of life because it talks about a flourishing, vibrant, thriving life. It's the fullness of the very meaning of life. And then it says, they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Did you notice it's not life to everybody? It's life to those who find them. And this word, this phrase there, life to those who find them, it really means this. It means to take hold of, to attain to, but listen to this, to have an encounter with. I love that. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you having an encounter with the word of God? Are you allowing the word of God to speak to you? Are you taking hold of nuggets within the word of God that you are running across? Are you making them yours? And are you pondering over them and meditating upon them and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak his life into your life? Are you having an encounter with the word? That word health Uh, When it says life to those who find them and health to all their flesh, the word health here, uh, literally, in fact, if you have a good study Bible, written Bible in the center column, it'll probably have a little notation there. It'll say medicine. I like that. The word of God is medicine. It's a cure, a curative, and it implies the healing and deliverance that will come through the word of God. The word of God is medicine. Did you know that if you have a sickness in your body, let's say you had to take an antibiotic, you know you have to take them every four hours or every two hours or whatever. If you have a Z-pack, I think it's once a day. But you have to take them regularly, don't you? And you have to take them according to the instructions. And so we need to take hold of the Word of God and allow the Word of God to become medicine. I knew a woman uh, years ago, she was in her 90s, just as healthy as can be, sharp as a tack. And she'd go into her bedroom every day at a certain time, and she would tell her family, she goes, I'm going to go take my medicine. And she'd go in and pray, but she'd open up the Word, and she'd go through her scriptures, and she'd let the Word of God speak to her. And she said, I'm going to go take my medicine. I just thought that was so great. She's doing exactly what the Word of God says to do. John 10.10 says this, For thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But the rest of the scripture says, But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it, life, more abundantly. In John 14, 6, Jesus said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so Jesus identifies himself as life. He brings revelation to what that life is in John 10, 10. I have come that they may have life and have life more abundantly. He is talking about the highest and best of who he is. And when you think about this, when we become born again, we have become one with the Lord. We've entered into covenant with Almighty God. So therefore, life is the highest and best of which Christ is. This is the life that the Lord wants you and me to uh, experience. I want to talk to you about oneness with the Word. A lot of times when we think about the Word of God and we think about God, we separate the two. And we think about them in two separate categories, and that's a real mistake to do that. You have to begin to look at the Word of God as God. Everything, all of the attributes that you can ascribe to God, you can ascribe to the Word of God, because God and His Word are one. You cannot separate the two. Let's take a look at John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Did you catch that? And the Word was God. He, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, the Word. 
all things were made through him, the word. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him, the word was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. I want you to see something in that last verse here in verse 5. And the light shines. That word is in the present tense continual in the Greek language. So it's translated here accurately. And the light shines. It's always shining. It shines. It shines. It shines. It's shining now. It's shining now. It's shining now. It's shining now. And the light shines. It's always shining. And the darkness, but look at the darkness. And the darkness did not, past tense, the darkness did not comprehend it. So the light is always life, and the light and the, and the word is always life, and the word always shines. It is always light. It is always life. If you have darkness that's creeping into your life, if you have darkness that's, that's attacking you, then all you need to do is turn the light on. Did you know that every time you walk into a dark room and you hit the light switch, there's a prophetic revelation right there of this, of this scripture, exact scripture of, of John 1.5. Every time you hit the light switch, you should remember John 1.5. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. You can never, ever bring a box of darkness into a room and uncover the darkness and have the lights go down. That's not going to happen. The light will always fill up that dark space in that box and bring light to it and fill it up with illumination. The word uh, comprehend there in the Greek language, katalabano, is a word that means this. It, it's, it's a dual compound word made up of two words in the Greek. Kata, K-A-T-A, kata, carries the force of something that is dominating or subjugating, uh, and it actually is a word that means to press down. And so uh, lambano means to seize or grab hold of something. So when you put these together, it's to, it's to press down, to pull down, to tackle, to conquer, or hold under one's power. And so the darkness could not subjugate the light, could not dominate the light. The light always dominates the darkness. So God's word is life. God's word is light. God's word is God. It's the greatest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this word anyway, it's the greatest commodity, if I can say that, that we have on this earth. It's the most valued commodity. It's the most valued and prized possession that has been given to mankind here on the earth. This verse could read this way. Darkness does not have the ability to suppress or to hold the light under its domain. How could it? The light, the word, is Jesus. Amen? My goal today is for you to be able to see the word of God in fresh new light in your understanding, to have a fresh understanding, a fresh illumination of the word of God, and to really look at the value that you have here within the word of God. We're going to see what the word is telling us about it, and where I hope that you will begin to see it in a greater way, and that you will have a, the Holy Spirit will impact you uh, this week with a fresh new understanding of what's been given to us. God and his word are one. How could we can now begin to see the extreme value of the word? When the devil's darkness attempts to take us down, all we need to do is turn on the light of his word that we have written on our heart. So I'm going to ask you the question. Are you keeping the word? I've, years ago, the Lord impacted me with memorization and to be able to take hold of the word. I've had people say, well, you have kind of a photographic memory. That is not true. It takes me, I, I have to work on memorization. I, I'll get a scripture block and I work on it and I work on it and I work on it until I get it. Because once I get it, 
and then I repeat it daily, I've got it. And I'll have it for the rest of my life. And so this, I can turn the light on whenever, when I'm driving, I'll quote different scriptures as I'm going somewhere, I'm driving, and I'm just reminded of what the Word of God is saying. I'm having an encounter with the Lord. I'm having an encounter with the Word. I'm having an encounter with light and life. Because did you know that there's a devil out there? And he'll try to bring crazy thoughts into your head. And when he does that, I just bring, I just counter with the word. I'll say, no, this is what the word says, and I just quote the word. And I bring myself back in line with the word of God. Let's take a look at another scripture that explains the depth of shamar, keeping, valuing, obtaining the precious word. This will be found in Proverbs 7, 1 through 5. It says, my son, keep my words. There's the word shamar. My son, keep my words. And, but look at this, look at the descriptor here that follows because it really is a very good description of what Shamar is all about. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. When we read keep my words or keep my commandments, the first thing we think of are rules and restrictions that have to be obeyed. You know, we'll say, are you keeping the word? A lot of people hear that, and they'll say, are you obeying the word? And so we don't understand that this word keep. So you may read the word of God this way. And you see where it says keep the word. And you think, well, that just simply means to obey the word. No, it's a lot deeper than that. It's are you keeping the word? Are you grabbing a hold of it? And are you making it yours? That is the word shamar. While obedience is important, we can clearly see that the main thought is the recognition of the word's great value. Do we see it that way? Do we see it as the most powerful, rich, valuable possession that one could ever dream of having or hope to have? So the word shamar, I want to go through the meaning again, treasure up in memory, count as precious or of great value to guard and protect that deposit. In the Septuagint, well, there's a big word, in the Septuagint, which is simply the Greek translation of the Old Testament. In this scripture reference here in Proverbs, which is, of course, written in Hebrew, in the Greek, it uses the word philoso. And this means to keep it from being snatched away. Tells us that there's an enemy out there that wants to come and take the word away from you or to get you to let the word go and to just let it drop away out of your life. So you have to guard protect, hold on to. I've heard people say that uh, when they hear about that I memorize a lot of scriptures and they'll look at me and they'll say, well, that sounds like works to me. It sounds like you're in bondage, that you feel like you've got to go over this. No, I don't feel like that at all. Here's the way I look at it. I get to grab a hold of these. I get to pick up these great nuggets. I get to carry them with me every day because there's a lot of people who don't. I look at myself as rich. I look at myself as wealthy. And if you want to know the truth, I feel sorry for those who don't have this revelation. I feel sorry for those who are not taking hold of the word of God because I see that they are dealing with a lot of things in their life unnecessarily, that if they understood and had a hold of these nuggets, they could drive these things out of their life. Did you notice the benefit of what we just talked about? Look at Proverbs 7, 5. It says that they may keep you from the immoral woman. The scripture, it's the same word, shamar. That the word of God, so you're not only keeping the word, you're not only keeping hold of these precious nuggets. The word of God sees you as precious. And the word of God is keeping hold of you. 
and is protecting you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Now, right off, you're thinking, well, I don't hang around with those kind of women or whatever. I'm not around those, you know. (laughs) And uh, I'll tell you what this is talking about. This is actually going a step higher than that. Did you know that in the book of Revelation, you know, the book of Revelation is actually talking about the seven-year tribulation period. And in that seven-year tribulation period, there's talks about the harlot. And it's talking about a satanic entity that deceives nations with lust and greed and all kinds of indulgences. So this satanic entity is likened unto a harlot, unto a woman, unto an immoral woman. And so the word of God will keep you from the enemy's influence. I think that's worth something. And I could, if I had the time, I could take you through about five or seven, five, six, seven scriptures that say exactly that, that they keep you from the enemy. And so the word of God is powerful. The word of God carries a power that repels the devil and his forces against us. Let's take a look at the great wealth of the word. Take a look at Psalm 19, 7 through 11. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Notice the six descriptions of the word of God. Then it says, more to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them, there is great reward. Did you see that last part there, that word shamar? And in keeping them, grabbing a hold of them, taking them, making them yours, and in keeping them, there is great reward. Recognizing the value and taking hold of them. You know, uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, right around there, the Lord showed me a vision. And I saw people, I saw Christians and they were walking along crowd. There's just a crowd of people, Christian people. They had their Bibles, and they were walking, and they were just going along. And all over the ground were nuggets of gold, big gold nuggets, and diamonds, and rubies, and jewels. They were large. They were big. They weren't just little teeny ones. They were, they were good size, and they were just all over the ground. And as they're walking, they're talking amongst each other, and all of a sudden they'd kind of trip over them, and then they'd kind of kick them out of the way, and then they'd keep walking and keep, get the conversation going again. And all these people were walking and stumbling over them. And every now and then you'd see one person who was going around picking them up and grabbing them, and they just had an armload of them. And they're just picking these things up, and they're carrying them around. And the Lord said, this is what's going on in the body of Christ. It says they don't recognize the, the nuggets of my word. They don't recognize the power that is contained within the scriptures. And they're, they hear it on Sunday, and they're around it, but they're not grabbing a hold of the nuggets that I have for them. How many diamonds and pure gold nuggets would you like to own? If somebody was to tell you that your house in your backyard is a diamond field, that there are your backyards loaded with diamonds, what would you do? You'd go dig that lawn up, and you'd be, man, you'd be out there with this sifting thing, and you'd be out there just collecting diamonds. All the, You'd be working at it. You'd be putting some energy into that thing. Well, why aren't we doing that with the Word of God? Because it's greater than diamonds. It's greater than gold. It's the, great, it's, it's, it's the life of God. When we keep, guard, protect, treasure, and write the word of God on the tablet of our heart, we are honoring and revering him as precious and of utmost value. It is a form of worship 
as we bring his word to mind and ponder over it, recognizing it as precious, life, wholeness, health, and vitality. It's his love language to us. I've done this my, for the last 36 years, memorizing scriptures. It was actually a year and a half ago, two years ago probably, the Lord told me I had quite a few scriptures memorized and I was going over them every day and it was a lot of work. And finally the Lord said, stop it. And I was kind of relieved when he said, stop it. I'm like, all right, I can let these go. And so I did, and I had about 300 of them that I was going over. And so to do that in a day, it took, it, I had to be diligent. And so when he said, forget it, let it go, I did. And I was kind of relieved. And then, after, and then about six months went by, <clears throat> and the Lord spoke to me and says, I want you to start memorizing scripture again. But I want you to memorize the ones that I show you, and I want you to... When you speak them, do not speak them fast. Because I was just kind of, I was blurting them out, you know. And he says, don't do that. I want you to let the word speak to you. Say them slowly and let the word speak to you. Let the word talk to you. Let it grab a hold of what it's saying. So I started a new dimension of uh, memorization with the Lord doing it that way. And that that was actually about a year and a half ago. And... What I noticed within probably the first two or three weeks, I had about 20 scriptures memorized. And uh, when I was sit down to go over my scriptures, from memory, just I don't have a list, I'm just going over them. All of a sudden, I noticed the presence of God. It was like when I would spend time in worship with the Lord, and I would sing, and I would worship the Lord. All of a sudden, the presence of God would come into my room. And I'm going over the Word of God, the scriptures, and the presence is there. And I, bring, it would bring me to tears, and I'd stop, and I'd say, Lord, what is going on here? I've never experienced this before. And the Lord says, why is this amazing to you? He says, when you honor my word, you are worshiping me. And he says, you are honoring my word by listening to it, by going over it slowly, and allowing me to speak to you. 1 Samuel 2.30 was a scripture that came to my mind, and it said, For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. I don't know about you, but I want to be honored by God. Because I'll tell you, when God honors you, you've been honored. Amen? God knows how to do it. He knows how to honor. (laughs) So I want to be honored by God. I don't care about being honored by man, but I want to be honored by God. And when you take a hold of his word and you make his word precious to you and you take hold of it and you begin to spend time in his presence with his word, you will find that you will be honored by God. That word where it says, and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. The word despise simply means to disesteem, disesteem or dishonor. To put, and, or say it this way, to put no real value upon something as precious. When we honor God by honoring his word and taking it to heart, God honors us, and the reward is always great. Uh, you might just write this down, Ephesians 3.20. Just write it there, and you, know, you can look it up later. Ephesians 3. Now I'll, I'll just quote it. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And then uh, Hebrews 11.6 is also another one you'll want to take a look at. Uh, and it talks about uh, coming to God as recognizing that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God is a rewarder. The word of God is a rewarder. Take a look at Psalms 119, 129, and 130. This is so precious right here. I want you to hear the heart of the psalmist as he wrote, as he penned these words. He said, your testimonies, remember we read in Psalm 19, and it talked about the testimony of the Lord is sure. In other words, the testimony is the word of God. So here you're looking at Psalms 119, 129, and 30, and it says, your testimonies are wonderful. Now, you have to understand this is talking about the word of God. Your testimonies, the word of God, your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. 
The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. This word wonderful where it says your testimonies are wonderful, uh, really, I, th- I don't think it's, it should have, I'd like to have seen it translated as, a, as with greater impact because it really is a more impactful word. Uh, it really means this. It means a miracle. It means a miraculous sign or wonder. It means a miraculous marvel. So when you just say wonderful, it kind of downplays the meaning of the Hebrew word there. So he's saying, your testimonies are, your word, Lord, is miraculous. That would be a good translation. Therefore, because they're so miraculous, because they're so wonderful, therefore my soul, my life keeps them. I grab a hold of them. I make them mine. They're mine. They're precious. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The entrance of your word gives light. How could it not? Remember, the word is light and life because the word is Jesus, John 1, 4 and 5. When it says the entrance of your word gives light, it dispels the darkness. Remember, we talked about that. When the enemy brings darkness or attempts to bring darkness into your life, uh, the word of God is light that will dispel that. This last, uh, I wasn't going to share this, but I think I will. Um, this last, about three months ago, um, I had severe pain in my right knee. And just severe pain. I mean, it was like walking. Every step I took, it was like glass. I'd, I, if I sat down somewhere, and I'd have to like pick my leg up to move it off. Because to try to just bend it, it was just like knives in there. It was just like glass. It was just, it was excruciating pain. In fact, there was one day I walked from my office in the other building over here. I'd made about two or three trips. At the end of the day, I was getting ready to go home, and I had some envelopes that needed to be brought back over to the office. And I remember telling the Lord, I said, I don't think I can make another trip over there. And all of a sudden, Robert came through, and I was like, Robert, can you take these over to the front office? <laughs> It was all I could do to get in the car and go home. And uh, I really didn't tell anybody. My Keiko knew about it. But I really didn't tell anybody what was going on. What I was doing is, in my mind, there was darkness trying to enter into my body, telling me that I'm going to have to have a knee replacement or something else. And so what I did is I started taking the light. And I'd sit down, I'd put my hand on it, and I'd, I'd just speak the word of God going into my body. And I'd say, word, go into my body, remanufacture this knee, remanufacture my joints, remanufacture the ligaments and everything. And I'd just be speaking the word over it. By his stripes, I am healed. No weapon formed against me can or will prosper. By his stripes, and I just was going over it. He sent his word and healed me and delivered me from my destructions. And so I'm just, I'm just speaking the word, binding the enemy, commanding it to go, commanding my knee to line up. And it just got better and better. Now, it didn't get better overnight. And it's, took, it's taken a couple, three, couple months, two to three months. And it just got better and better and better and better. And, it's just, and so the word of God, the light, will dispel darkness. And the word it says here, it says, the entrance of your word gives light. This word entrance literally means an opening or a doorway. The root of this word means to draw out. Very similar to like if you came to a well of water and you throw a bucket down into the water and all of a sudden you have the rope on it and then you're going to draw out that water out of the well. This is what this word is talking about. It also carries the meaning, listen to this, it carries the meaning of to engrave upon. I like that. The entrance of your word being engraved upon your heart gives light. I like that. It sounds just like those other scriptures that we're looking at in Proverbs 4, Proverbs 7, Joshua 1, 8. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, is a scripture that the Lord had me memorize. And it says, uh, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. And of course, Habakkuk is talking about the book of Habakkuk is a prophetic book that's talking about the Chaldeans and the and God using the Babylonians to bring judgment upon Israel and of course we know that Israel goes into bondage and goes into captivity 
and with, into Babylon, and then eventually it would be judgment would come upon the Chaldeans or the Babylonians. And so, but when I saw this verse of scripture, which is a popular scripture, I made it mine. And, I, and here's the way I look at this. Write the vision, write the word, and make it plain on tablets because that scripture in uh, Proverbs is talking about the tablet of your heart. And so when it says, make it plain on tablets, I take it personal. And I'm saying, I'm taking the word of God, and I make it plain on my tablet of my heart. And the Lord is bringing understanding to this word, so it's plain to me, so that I may run who read it. And this word read in, in the Hebrew language actually means to recite. And so that's what I'm doing on a daily basis is I take the word written on my heart and I spend time and I recite God's word, his precious word, and I am letting the word speak to me. And you know what's awesome about doing this when you memorize scripture? Because you need to go over them every day to keep them available. If you don't do it, you're going to lose them. So you know there's a scripture in Romans 10, 17. You know what it says? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? You've heard that scripture. So every time you are taking and reciting the word of God, guess what's happening? Faith is coming to the forefront of your life. Your faith is being built up. Every time you recite that scripture, faith is activated, and you are becoming more convinced, more solid within the kingdom of God. And so you are becoming more and more difficult to live with as far as the devil is concerned. And so he is not happy when you start doing that. I'll tell you, the devil doesn't like the message like this. Praise God. God's word brings revelation, understanding, and God's wisdom to those who need it. I am a collector. You know, there's a lot of people that collect sports memorabilia. There are people that collect high-end cars. There are people who collect watches. There are people who collect antiques. People who collect paintings in life. I'm a collector. I collect the word of God. I collect that which is of the greatest and highest value. So I'm an esteemed collector. So are you. Amen? We are esteemed. I'm glad I'm in a group of collectors. This is like a collector convention right here. Praise God. Regarding God's wisdom in his word, take a look at Proverbs 8, 34 and 35. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. How about, I don't know about you, I think I do. I want the favor of the Lord. Because his favor, you know, you can have favor from man and that can be good. Because some people are very wealthy, and you have favor from them, you can do well in life. But you know what? They're in poverty when compared with God. And so I want the favor from God. That's the highest and the best favor that you could ever have. Whoever finds me indicates a person who realizes the value and wealth that is to be taken hold of and is desperately looking God and his word are one. Whoever finds the word finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Let me read that scripture to you again. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and and obtains favor from the Lord. When it talks about obtains life, it's talking about, remember, that word chai flourishing life, fullness, and success of life, obtaining God's divine favor. This word waiting, when it says waiting at the posts of my door, that word waiting is the word shamar. Isn't that awesome? In other words, this person who is waiting at the posts of the doors is, recognizes the word as precious and once, so this word waiting, shamar, means to treasure up in memory, 
to count as precious, of great value, to guard, protect, to keep from being snatched away, to wait for and wait upon so as to be impacted upon with its bountiful resources and life. So this person is waiting, treasuring the moment of waiting at the posts of God's doors to get a hold of his word, his nuggets of life. My doors, uh, that's eager expectancy, the entrance of God's wisdom and word ready to be drawn out and engraved upon our hearts. Whoever finds me, when it says here, whoever finds me finds life. Whoever finds me is the same word that we saw earlier that means to have an encounter with. Same exact word, matzah. And it means to have an encounter with. Are you having an encounter with the word, <clears throat> with the word, are you having an encounter with him on a daily basis? Three attributes of a blessed man out of this scripture reference. Notice the word blessed, literally, it's the word esher, and it literally means happy, favored, full, overflowing with his grace. Number one, he listens daily to the wisdom of God's word, lets the word speak to him. And there's a scripture reference that I have there in your notes. I think I have it there. Uh, Psalms 46.10, which tells you, be still and know that I am God. Second point is, he is watching daily at his gates for the precious nuggets of the living word. Uh, the scripture reference I put there is Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Praising and worshiping, recognizing God's precious gift to us, honoring God in his word. The third point is he is waiting at the posts of his doors. He's pressing in, expecting and eager for his truth. And I reference I put there, there is, is a Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need coming boldly as a son, as a daughter of God, knowing that he is your father and you have every right to move in and press into the deep things of God. Proverbs 19.16 says this, He who keeps the commandment <clears throat> keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. Well, that's kind of blunt, isn't it? But look at the front of it. This is the word shamar. So when you, can, when you read this scripture, you may be thinking he who keeps the commandment, he who obeys the word of God. But that's not what it's saying. It is inclusive in that thinking, but it's actually saying he who keeps, grabs a hold of, makes yours precious. These are mine. I got these nuggets. Oh, they're valuable. They're rich. Wow, look what I've got. That is the word shamar. He who keeps the commandment keeps, treasures his soul, treasures his life. But he who is careless of his ways will die. By treasuring up, honoring, and protecting the word in your heart, you are protecting your soul, renewing it to the truth of, God, of the word of God, which is life. The death or curse of the world system is continually around us. If we neglect God's precious word, we will be influenced by the curse. And if you're influenced by the curse, then you will experience the, you will experience the opposite of life. The only sure way of victory is through his word. Regarding the truth of the word of God, Mark 4.24, oh, precious scripture. There's another one that I have memorized. Then he said to him, take heed what you hear. Church, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. According to this scripture, you set the level of your blessing. Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And to you who hear, 
more will be given. Every day when I quote that scripture, you know what I say? That's me. That's me. More is going to be given to me. I'm listening, Lord. I'm taking heed to it. I'm honoring your word. That's me. Amen. We need to rejoice because we've been given his life. We've been given his best. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Every one of those scriptures that I use today, the whole outline, I have committed to memory. Those, that's just a sampling of some of them. Because I just, I'm not trying to memorize more scriptures. But I'll re- be reading a Christian book, I'll be studying, and they'll quote a scripture, and I'll just go, I'm taking it. That's my Lord. And then, I, and then I memorize that one. And so I'll, I'll be here in this service, and Pastor Gary will be preaching, and all of a sudden he'll use a certain scripture, and it'll impact me. And I'll just say inside, I just go, that's mine. I'm taking it. And I just write it down. I write it on my note. That's my next memory scripture. I'm taking it. It's mine. I'm not letting that one go. I want, to be, I want, to, I want that continually in my, going across my mind every day. I want to benefit from that. I want to take hold of that. I want that to impact my life. So I pray that you were impacted by what you heard today. I pray that you were challenged. And I pray that you will start with the Lord and let the Lord bring certain scripture references to you that you will see as precious and you'll begin to write them on the tablet of your heart because you will, start, you will, be, started off, you will be starting off on a new, fresh journey taking into a higher plane, a higher level of the kingdom of God that will impact you for eternity. Let's go ahead and stand. Amen. Praise God. And if you have any trouble with this, just come and see me. And I got, I got, some, little, I got some little things that will make it a little easier for you to grab a hold of the word. And I can show you how I do it. And uh, it'll just impact, it'll just change your life, completely change your life. Well, Father, we give you praise today and we thank you for who you are to us. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, the wealth that has been given to us through your word. Lord, we thank you for the preciousness of your word, the oneness that we have with you, the revelation that the word is just not wisdom written down on a page. But the word of God is you. It's who you are. It is your life. And Lord, as we honor your word, we're honoring you. And Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling on the inside of us, impacting us, illuminating your word to us, teaching us, showing us, leading us, guiding us. And we give you praise for this, and we thank you today. Lord, I speak healing and wholeness to each one here today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your life in our families, your life in our marriages. We come, I just come against spirit of divorce, spirit of separation, <clears throat> spirit of rage and anger. We bind all that up in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love being loosed into our marriages. And we give you the praise and we thank you, Lord, for who you are to us. We love you and we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. God bless you.